back to another episode of The Spin Room on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. As always, I'm Monty, and as always, we have the latest music news lined up for you, as well as a review of the new AAL Against Logic Electronic album 2012 through 2017, which you hear playing in the background right now. We're just going to let that start off our show, because I think it provides a really interesting segue about an album that I feel is going to be classic in 10 years' time because of how important and how stellar it is. So let's just listen to that a little bit. And as always, we will have the latest in music news for you. We'll have the latest drama between Uncle Adams and Anthony Fantano on docket for the fun part. We'll have new talk about the new Ice Age album that's coming out. We'll talk about the new car seat headrests, and I'll recommend you some albums that I think are classic and you need to check out that I've been listening to recently. So we're going to have a pretty interesting episode on this show for sure. And I'm looking forward to reviewing it, but let's just listen to that AAL song. Continue. And of course, this song is This Old House Is All I Have fantastic track and now that track is fading out so let's get into the news and let's get started with an update on the show so first on um my co-host james won't be joining us for the rest of the season out of the reason being that he's just really busy at this point in time it's too hard i talked to him the other day and he said um that he wasn't going to be able to make the show this entire rest of the season or semester Obviously, I'm a bit upset about this, but I'm being optimistic because I think that we can transform this into something more. I think we can bring a lot more classic reviews to the table, and I think I can provide you guys with more music to check out. But with that said, um, we're going to try to be having more guests to come on to the show and fill that space up. We're going to be trying to bring in people who are interested in other categories of music, such as electronic and such as R&B, which we've neglected to review as much in the past. But on to the news. That's the interesting aspect of the show, right? So, first off, Jack White of the White Stripes, which broke up a few years ago, released a new single today called Over and Over and Over. It's a track that he had previously collaborated with Jay-Z on, but the project was scrapped. And listening to this song now, I listened to it for the first time about two hours ago. So I'm not a huge Jack White fan. I have no idea how Jay-Z could have been on this track whatsoever given the timbre and given the fact that Jack White is just this bluesy indie rock guy who's most well known at this point for the studio anthem, or not the studio anthem, but rather the stadium anthem, um, Icky Thump and uh, Seven Nation Army. I blanked for a second there. But it's going to be on his new album that is out March 23rd, and it's called Boarding House Reach. We have the song for you, so we're going to play a sample of it right now. That, of course, was the Jack White song over and over and over. And once again, you're listening to The Spin Room on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. 
So I have mixed opinions on this track, if I'm going to be completely honest. I do not like the fact that the vocals are presented in the way they are. I think it's incredibly cheesy. I think he's trying to go for sort of a glam rock feel, but it doesn't really do it for me. Um, I like the Jack White of the White Stripes, the Jack White that is well known for producing good garage rock, and this just isn't there. And I know that his first single off this album had the same problem and just fell flat. Although many people disagree. I'm still looking forward to seeing this album, and I respect Jack White as a musician incredibly. He's been breathing life into the vinyl music industry, which is wonderful. So our next bit of news, the glammy post-punk band Ice Age has announced their first new album since 2014's Plowing Into the Field of Love. Their new album will be called Boundless and it's out May 4th on Matador, which that record label has had a fantastic year this year with their Car Seat Headrest reissue and countless other records that have come out, which have been incredibly important. Yola Tango is releasing another album on Matador, the label that they released their most well-known 90s output on. It's been a very busy year for them. And I'm actually very excited for this new Ice Age album. I think Ice Age is a fantastic band. And, you know, we were talking about with the Jack White how that song felt like it was going for a more glammy feel and it just sort of fell flat. I think that Ice Age is going for that better. And the single they released today, it's pretty great. It has Sky Ferreira on it. If you're really interested in like outsider female pop, you need to check her out. But I'm actually very, very excited for this to come out. So this next bit of news is a bit of a funny bit of news. And I wish James was here to talk to me about this because James is the guy who got me turned on to this man. Um, his man, this man, this man, this man, his name is Canadian rapper Uncle Adams, or just Uncle Adams, you don't need that Canadian front there, but his name is Uncle Adams, and essentially the backstory with this guy is around 2016, the dude quit his job, and he was making a decent amount of money there apparently because he was able to pay for studio time in a professional studio, mind you, to record his single original. Now, he describes himself as a motivational speaker and motivational rapper, and I have sort of a lot of beef with the whole um, motivational rap or pump-up rap, as people like to call it. I hear it played a lot around this campus. I hear it played a lot in general by 40-year-old mothers taking their daughters to soccer camp. It's just not a good look to have, you know. Um, but anyways, he started beef with popular internet music reviewer Anthony Fantano over the last weekend, essentially. He called Anthony Fantano some names and said that Anthony Fantano was bullying him for calling his music bad. Yeah. But anyways, Uncle Adams is about $200,000 in debt, and that's the truth. He admitted to that because Uncle Adams thinks that you have to go into a studio and buy the best recording equipment possible, which isn't true. Just look at the lo-fi music industry. Look at Car Seat Headrest, who we mentioned before. Car Seat Headrest made Twin Fantasy in his bedroom or Will Toledo made twin fantasy in his bedroom and now he's quite possibly the biggest indie rock musician out there from this past decade just in general um money can't buy you success in the music industry it can certainly buy you good production but oftentimes in my personal experience especially having better production and working in studio and working with somebody who's, you know, produced Grammy Award winning records, which I've done, is incredibly, incredibly tedious because they're very hands on with their sound and they're very not necessarily apt to creativity. Now, I'm not saying that Uncle Adams is creative to begin with because I feel like what he's doing is basically Eminem, but for soccer moms, like I stated before, you know, driving their minivans. 
and I was going to play a sample of the song original, but I don't want to subject your ears to it. Just look it up on YouTube. The music video is surreal. But anyways, apparently today, Uncle Adams and Fantano made a video and they're burying the hatchet, quote unquote. It's just a really, there should be a case study upon this guy. It's it's truly, truly interesting. Moving on to our next bit of news. Car Seat Headrest released their re-release of their well-known Bandcamp album, Twin Fantasy, about two weeks ago or so. I listened to it. I'm going to give my brief opinion on it quite quickly here. We're not going to play any samples from it because we have more samples coming down the road of the AAL album that we are reviewing. But essentially, I do believe that Car Seat Headrest ruined a bit of the image that Twin Fantasy had when it first came out. The way I viewed Twin Fantasy when it was you know, in its infantile stage when it was released on Bandcamp and became an instant success on online communities was that Carsey Headrest was basically inviting you into his own bedroom to share in his own depression, to share in his own emotions. And re-recording that on a professional label and re-recording that in a professional studio, you know, there's still that degree of rawness in there that I think is inherent with Carsey Headrest's music is and is inherent with the music of Will Toledo in general coming from his place of emotion. However, I feel like when you re-record that album, when you re-record something that's already impacted people in such a deep and meaningful way, which is what, you know, Twin Fantasy meant to a lot of people, it's um, an album that deals with struggles finding your own sexuality, for example. And that means a lot to people. But when you record it in a more professional studio environment, it sort of loses that luster. It loses that grit. It loses that edge to it and I just really didn't care for it at all I gave it a 5 out of 10 which is incredibly rare for me considering the last car seat headrest released I really enjoyed and I think had some of the best indie rock the most rambunctious indie rock of the past 5 to 10 years I'm really looking forward to see what car seat headrest moves how car seat headrest rather moves forward from this I'd rather not see more rehashing of old material and I'd rather not see Will Toledo go on this direction where he's now in a professional studio environment, he's just going to completely forget about his lo-fi past as if it means nothing, which is what it seems like he's doing. He took down all his music that was self-released on Bandcamp. People re-uploaded it. You're still able to find it online on YouTube, etc. But it's not the same. I think he's presenting himself in a much different light. And I think presenting himself in this professional light, like, hey, we're going to set out to pander towards Pitchfork, we're going to set out to pander towards the general indie rock consumerist body, I think isn't going to work out for him in the long run. Because what made him original in the first place was that lo-fi attitude, was that DIY aesthetic. It was almost similar to how Sparkle Horse did things. Except Sparkle Horse and Mark, um, who was the singer in Sparkle Horse and basically did everything in that band, took it to the nth degree. So that's my opinion on the new car seat headrest re-release of Twin Fantasy. It's a different album entirely. Check it out if you're into Car Seat Headrest. I don't mean to bash on it too much because this is coming from purely a stance of what Car Seat Headrest Twin Fantasy originally had meant to me as a DIY musician myself and now viewing it through the lens of Will Toledo, leader of you know this band camp revolution, suddenly going back on his laurels and releasing an album that in essence loses the essence behind it or loses the essence in an original sense that was behind it. Now on to the review of the new AAL Against Logic album 2012 through 2017, and you're listening to Radio Free Hillsdale and The Spinner Room. The reason why I decided to review this album 
which is different from a lot of the albums I review on the show. We've reviewed indie rock and Midwest emo pretty consistently. We've reviewed Damn by Kendrick Lamar back last year. But the reason why I decided to review this album is I don't feel like electronic music gets a fair shake. And I don't feel like electronic music in general, review-wise, gets a fair shake. And it's sort of hard to review electronic music. The reason why I put that first song first was because you really got to hear electronic music develop in full. We can't play samples of 30 seconds of electronic songs and just expect that to suffice because there's a lot of textures going on, especially with Deep House, which is the genre of the album we're reviewing today in Outsider House. And you have a lot of things that just take time to develop. Electronic albums are typically up to like an hour to two hours long. And they're incredibly enjoyable to listen to, at least in my personal experience. My favorite listening experiences have been with electronic albums or with post-rock albums where the songs have adequate time to develop, adequate time to flourish, adequate time to really become something of their own. Look at Sigurás, for example. Sigurás is a um, post-rock band from Iceland that really brings in a lot of classical elements and brings in a lot of electronic elements to their music. And as a result, they're able to create massive soundscapes. They're able to create just beautiful atmospheric elements that a lot of bands do not have. A lot of times you can't compact something beautiful within a three-minute time span. And a lot of times the most beautiful music is in a 12-minute song time span, is an 11-minute song time span, is long and requires either like an unfocused attention where it creeps up on you or requires intent, intent, intent attention. And a lot of times the longer songs will draw you in in that way. There's been oftentimes I've been studying to certain electronic music and I'll hear something and it'll immediately attend immediately attract my attention and this new against logic or against all logic album by which is an alias of nicholas jar who's released some of the most interesting and influential electronic music this decade it really does that and it really feels classic upon a first listen and i hate to state that right off the bat of this review that it feels classic upon a first listen but when I listen to electronic music of the 90s that over the course of 20 years has still remained an important milestone in the electronic music community, when I hear stuff like biokinetics or, you know, the orb, or when I hear stuff from Boards of Canada, which is more based in the 2000s, but the point still remains, that still feels classic, that feels rooted in something, it feels rudimentary in a genre, and it feels absolutely essential. And I get the same feeling when I listen to 2012 through 2017. And it's not because I think it's inherently a fantastic album. I do think it's a fantastic album. But it doesn't hit you over the head like you're listening to it and you say, wow, this is absolutely fantastic. It's more like you're listening to it and you gain a sense of reverence for it. You gain a sense of understanding of the album and you say, this sonically fits together in such a concrete way. And this works in such a beautifully concrete way that it's entirely enjoyable. And that's the sense that I get from this album. It isn't like smack you outside the head good. It's a slow burner. It rolls up on you. It's an hour and 10 minutes long. And you really got to sit down and enjoy it over multiple periods of time. But I want to review it because I feel like it's a solidly consistent and important album for 2018 that needs to get its fair shake. So anyways, Nicholas Jar, the man behind AAL, is not an amateur musician by any standards. 
He's one of the most prolific musicians of the past 10 years in the electronic music industry, as I said. And he's also incredibly young for making such incredibly good music. He was born in 1990. He released Space is the Only Noise in 2011 when he was just 21. And this received rave, rave, rave reviews from critics. Um, the album was a giant step in the electronic genre of microhouse. Over time, Jar has moved into more ambient pop territory, however, releasing his album Sirens in 2016, which I'm not a fan of. I'm not a fan of Nicholas Jar as a solo musician operating under his own name. But AAL is an entirely different body of work for me. Entirely different. Um, so we played a sample, This Old House is All I Have at the start of this show, as the intro, because I think it functions better in that way. And that's not to say we're going to be using that as the intro consistently. We're not. But I feel like if I had that minute and a half long, you know, build up that you have to hear, that it just wouldn't work. But anyways, I love how that opening track works. From the general dissonance and the lo-fi aesthetic, it moves with such an infectious groove and progresses forward, but it still maintains that static and that noise that you hear in the background. That's intentional. That's not just your speaker screwing up. Uh, it's also indebted to, I believe, the house bands of the 90s. Listen to Biosphere and tell me that there's not a similar overarching atmosphere going here. There is. Even though it's in a different light, it still has that sense of concreteness to it. It's hard to explain. You have to experience it firsthand sitting down and listening to these albums. The project, though, is very long, as I stated. It's an hour and ten minutes, which is actually not that long in comparison with a lot of electronic music. But for the purpose of this broadcast, we'll only be selecting the highlighted moments of this album to talk about, which I have been doing. I've been talking about this album in full because it's hard to talk about it in individual pieces. You can do it, but I would go on an hour-long talk about this album. It's that dense. It's that complex. It's that interesting. So... Moving forward, the next really big highlight, I believe, of this album is the song City Fade, which again finds its aesthetic and finds its purpose in channeling that classic 90s electronic music down-tempo style. It's oddly psychedelic as well, very similar to the Chemical Brothers, which I really recommend you check out. And we're going to play a sample of City Fade right now.
that of course was City Fade by AAL off the new electronic album 2012 through 2017. And as I mentioned before, you're listening to The Spin Room on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM in I'm Monty. When looking back at the past decade for me, electronic music has been somehow a favorite. Every year there are two or more electronic music albums in my top 10 from Bing and Ruth to you know Nicholas Jar to various others. There've just been so many fantastic electronic acts across the board and you can go on Bandcamp to find them. You can go on SoundCloud to find them. John Hopkins off Immunity. Um you just have countless people. And the reason why I think that Nicholas Jar's album 2012 through 2017 truly feels like top 20 of the decade material at least in the electronic genre is that it feels so solid there's not a terrible track on this album nothing does not work on this album and I mean that there's not a weak point and a lot of times in music you can point in the album to weak points and yeah there are points that don't develop as fast as other points on this album but that's not a criticism that's not a valid criticism that's what Nicholas Jar is going for and it works quite well on this album um i'm not sure if it'll end up in my top 20 of the decade it might it feels like it will it feels like allow this to grow on me and this will gain a lot more importance than it does now in my life um that said it's not for everyone the reason why i'm reviewing this like i said is i feel like electronic music especially deep house and especially you know it in general outsider house does not get a fair shake. Um, people often see electronic music as sort of rave music, stuff you can dance to, stuff you can go out on the dance floor and just do that the entire night to. And that's not the case whatsoever. And Nicholas Jar proves that on this album, you can dance to this album, no doubt about it. But I feel like for its entire runtime, it's aiming towards a higher goal. It's aiming towards a higher telos, and it really, really reaches that telos. So I'm giving it a 9 at this point in time. It's a fantastic album. It's one of my favorite albums of 2018. almost said 17. There's just so much to digest here, though. It's really worth a listen if you have any interest in electronic music. That's going to do it for us on The Spin Room on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. I'm Monty. And we will see you next week. Thank you for tuning in.